Hello and welcome to yours sincerely, Life. Nandita, I got my learner's license. Do you know how to drive? I have a driving license. Does that count? You actually drive? Uh, On the road? No. But enough about me. What's the point of a driving license then? Let's talk about Vikram. Okay. <laughs> so unlike me, Vikram, even though he is a physically challenged person who got both his upper limbs amputated at a very young age due to an accident, he has a driving license. Actually, he convinced the authority to give him a permanent driving license. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah. So he is the first person in India to get a driving license, even though he's physically yeah, disabled. Yeah, exactly. So let's hear that story from him. Yeah. Hi Vikram. Hi Nandita. How are you? Well, absolutely fine. Super great. How is your day? So it was a nice day and we have the monsoon has set in so the weather is great. Mhm. And Vikram, I think you are famous because you are the first person to get a driver's license uh, besides being differently abled, right? Yes, I guess yes, you could say like you know, I, that is what has caught everyone's attention and uh, kind of mm-hmm. made me popular. You know, I am of course uh, the first upper limb bilateral amputee. What that means is I am the first guy without hands okay. who has been issued a permanent driving license, driving with the feet. Th- that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. We both have driver's license but we have no, no, no I didn't get mine yet. I didn't get mine yet. I'm on okay, the process. Okay. In the process. I I have a driver's license but I have not used it till now since I I got it. <laughs> well, you know, I guess uh, for people like me it has a very different uh, dimension and uh, you know, angle to it because it is more associated with freedom and with independence. Yeah. You know, not yes. being dependent on others to drive you or take you around. you know not let them dictate your itinerary oh okay like did you enjoy driving from a very small age or did you develop the love for driving later on no i've always been fascinated by fast cars or like you know driving and you know as a child i guess that is what my dream was you know and like most boys were dream of being a car racer so hmm. I, that was my childhood dream but of course i never got to drive till the age of 45 oh oh okay why so well i had met you know i was born like any other normal child you know healthy 7 pound baby with hands but mm-hmm. uh, at the age of almost around say 6 and a half i met with an electrical accident where i lost both my upper limbs because they were charred they were completely burnt i came in contact with like i said 11000 volts of current oh, oh okay so i was fortunate to survive that uh, accident but in the process i lost both my hands so naturally driving or for that matter initially most of the day to day routine kind of work also big was pretty, very hard mm. yes yeah. yes it was very difficult so so as i said driving came much much later i mean it's a very recent development for me Okay and you are also a professional car racer like you have won a lot of prizes right Yes what i mean by, what we mean by professional uh, it's not that uh, that's my livelihood or like i get paid all the time for uh, driving but 
like I said, it was my childhood dream to uh, be in motorsport. So after getting the license in 2016, I was invited mm -hmm. to participate in a rally in 2017. That was a local uh, event, a two-day event. And uh, I mean, even we were surprised, even me and my teammate, uh, my navigator, we came first in the amateur category. So the norms and the okay. rules say that if you win as an amateur, then for the next three years, you can't compete as an amateur. You are basically designated as a professional driver. You're considered to be a okay. skilled driver. Mm -hmm. okay, okay. So because you have a podium finish, so that means that you are obviously pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no more an amateur. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, since you are the first person to get a, a driver's license yes. from the differently abled people, how was that yes. journey? Like, how did you learn to drive? So that's a very nice question that you asked because I'm asked that question several times, and mm -hmm. sadly there was or there is nobody to train you because uh, yeah. unfortunately in India at least uh, I mean I'm, I'm not suggesting that abroad there are any driving schools for people mm -hmm. like me but in India in fact this whole concept was alien in fact nobody even imagined that uh, one could drive using one's feet so mm -hmm. obviously there was no instructor or any driving school that was completely ruled out okay i'm self taught you know i you know i'm a good uh, i'm a very keen observer see i, I mm -hmm. you know the i just want to make a point here establish a point that it's been for almost 44 years since my accident so naturally in those 44 years i have evolved i've you know kind of developed so i have developed a very keen sense of observation so I've been observing people driving. So I kind of basically had an idea what is actually required. And, uh, you know, all I needed was an automatic car because I needed one leg of mine to be free for the steering mm -hmm. purpose. You know, that is yeah. why I could not drive earlier because manual cars were widely available and, you know, automatic cars were too expensive. Yeah. So. I think the you know the biggest motivation for me to start driving finally was actually my passion for playing football. Oh. Because I needed to play. You know, I have to play football. I can't somehow imagine not playing football. So I used to catch the bus and then mm -hmm. get down at a central location from where my friend would pick me up and then we would play and he would drop me back again at that stop. And then mm -hmm. I used to get mm -hmm. back. So the whole process of coming back was very, I would say, cumbersome, very tiring for me. So that's yeah, when that's this cool. idea crept in that why don't I now finally start driving? It was a good thing. Anyways. <laughs> I always believe that, you know, yeah. everything happens for a good reason. For a reason. You know? Very true. Very. I mean, it sounds very odd, but even the accident that took place, I consider that really like a boom for me. Because life mm -hmm. really, oh. you know, took a very uh, interesting turn and of turn. course, Yes, and yes. it's been uh, an amazing life so far. Wow, like we're actually smiling from the inside. Like we've never felt so happy. That's such a positive outlook for life. Yeah, you're the first person to have a driving license. Yes. But if you didn't have that accident, I don't think like exactly. all of this I mean, face would come, right? I would have been having this conversation. I don't think yes. anyone would have known about me. I mean, to have a first in India of any kind is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
you know, far beyond. It's like, you know, but because when I'm driving, I don't come across any people, you know, any uh, differently able people like me. I come across regular people. Mm-hmm. So the reaction, the response, happiness on their faces is from regular people. I mean, I'm sorry I call them regular or normal yeah, people. Yeah. Start calling them normal. Everyone's normal. Can you like walk us through the whole process of how you got the driver's license? How was it? How you convinced the authorities and all? Yes, exactly. That is, you, you hit the nail on the head because it was actually convincing the authorities. You know, it was actually the bigger challenge was changing the mindset of the people. You know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. people uh, lack exposure in India, unfortunately. You know, we mm-hmm. people are so... Uh, how do I say? Stuck in uh, certain stereotypes. Yes, and they are more, they just only focus on whatever they are doing. They don't like you know seem to have time, or they'll always have that excuse. They pass time, you know. I don't have time for other yeah. activities, so their knowledge is limited. Anyhow, so I guess driving was much easier. It was the easier part. Getting the license was, of course, the bigger challenge, and it wasn't like you know I hadn't thought it through. You know, I I. I Yes, because what had happened was in 2014, out of pure interest, I mean, it was just, uh, you know, uh, because of my late mother constantly sort of taunting me that I'm so good at arguing, I should become a lawyer, that I actually <laughs> enrolled for LLP honors in 2014. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yes, after a gap of 23 years, mm-hmm. I kind of went back to college. So I had done sort of one year of my law. By the time I this the concept, my the thought of driving came up, so mm-hmm. I was kind of used to reading acts and laws. You know, I was kind of familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went through the Motor Vehicle Act to see what is the provision for getting a license for a person like me. And to my mm-hmm. pleasant surprise, there was actually no disqualification. Nowhere in the act does it say that. Uh, you can only drive with your hands or you can't drive with your feet. Oh. You know, it, it doesn't, oh, it doesn't oh specify. Oh my God. Exactly. <laughs> you found a loophole. <laughs> yes. So that is what actually gave me a lot of courage. Had it been like, you know, specifically like uh, mentioned or I mean, or disqualified, I don't think I would have ventured mm. into this because then it would have been an uphill task. You know, it's like then you're changing the yeah, law. Yeah, that's true. And in India, changing the yeah, law yeah. can really take... A lifetime. <laughs> kind of impossible. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, although I believe everything is possible, so I'm not going yes. to use that word. Obviously, <laughs> your life is an example for that. So I, mean, so I said, okay, fine. So now this is open to interpretation. Basically, what it left was, mm-hmm. as, as they say in law, a lot of things are open to interpretation. But yeah, unfortunately, again, in India, when it is open to interpretation, people always interpret it negatively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. it's easier for them yeah. to say no than to say yes Yes, yes. but at the same time I knew that the law was on my side You know, what I knew was that if this authority were to even reject me I can take it up to the next authority and to the next one and I was actually prepared to fight it out till the end I mean I would have gone to the Supreme Court because see all my life I've been told that based on my disability you can't reject me you know I've been that's how I've been brought up I mean, mm-hmm. for me, disability is a state of mind. It, is not, it has nothing to do with my physical appearance or my you know, physical attribute. So I can't take no or rejection just because you think, you know, a person without hands is sort of, you know, his life has come to an end. Just because you think that way doesn't mean it's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Very true. So as I said, with armed with this knowledge, you know, I then finally bought myself a car first. Mm-hmm. Again, this is more about self-belief now because I invested almost like, you know, six lakh rupees in a vehicle without <laughs> actually having any guarantee of getting a license. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I had belief in myself and I knew yes. that I needed the car to actually prove my driving skills. So you can't do a half-hearted kind of a thing. Full in. Yeah. Yes, full in. It's all in. Like, you know. So I actually, you know, I realized that the driving test, yeah, the driving test was going to be the decider. So to mm-hmm. be good at driving, you need to at least practice. And probably one of those rare times I even surprised myself, you know, because I was driving so well within hardly 10, 15 days. And remember that I never driven yeah. even a single day. And nobody has taught you how to drive also. Oh, yes, yeah. I mean, I had never driven. So I somehow, I don't know how, but I was driving like immaculate. I mean, perfect. So then we went to the regional transport office and we said, mm-hmm. uh, well, sir, I need a driving license. And you can imagine the expression, expression. on his face. Yes. With the jaw <laughs> dropping and the eyes popping yeah. out and like, you know. Seriously, you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like just thinking, thinking in there, you know, that uh, seriously, I mean, some practical joke, is there a camera hidden somewhere? Like, you know, things like that. So anyhow. Prank. So, after a bit, little bit of coaxing and convincing, they finally agreed to give me a learner's license. Okay. What they didn't realize was that I was basically, it was like a trap because once you give me a learner's, I put my foot <laughs> in the door and that, that kind of, you know, then I can question you, why did you give me the learner's then? <laughs> you know, it's like... Give you know, me license too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Then like, you know, because that kind of proved that people like me do get a license. And then, of course, it all depends on the driving test. Only way you could disqualify me was if my driving test was bad or if I failed miserably. So I obviously went back feeling very happy and very proud of the fact that I got myself a piece of learner's license. And I, as I said, I drove around and within a month or so, I was driving, I think, as as good as it gets. I mean, you know, it couldn't get any better. Okay. Okay. So when I went back for the permanent license, that's when I guess uh, the problems Started, started yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. that's that's when the, they started coming up with all kinds of excuses, and of course, the first one is that nobody in the country has ever been issued a license. Mm-hmm. That because they said we found out in the meantime, but no one in the country has been issued one. So I said, okay, let it start with me. Yes, I guess. Then they even to the, went to the extent of saying that there is no provision in the motor vehicle act. Okay. So I said, okay, mm. fine. Then uh, then they came up with some very frivolous excuses or reasons for not giving me a license. One of them was that I could not indicate with my hand. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Yes, you know, I couldn't. Uh, and then and then the last one was that I would be a risk to myself and the uh, pedestrians mm-hmm. or the, you know, people on the road. So then, of course, then I said, okay, are you done? So they said, yes, we are done. So I said, firstly, there is no such provision uh, or like you can say a section uh, in the act which actually disqualifies me so you can't say there's no provision for me i mean that it's basically left to your sort of judgment Mm, firstly secondly when it came to like indicating with your hand i said that is pretty Nobody does it. Ancient times. No, no, no. It's not a question of do. No, it's yeah. Again, not all that. It's again safety. 
No, it's yeah. safety. Okay. You don't. Yeah. You tell kids keep your. You know, don't stick yeah. your hand out. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. actually is indicating with their hand anymore? Nobody yeah, does. No and it is against safety. How can you even propose that you know one should stick their hand out mm. in a you know in a driving vehicle? <laughs> so the last one, I was I found that very insulting. I said, how can you suggest that I would be a risk? You know, because how did you arrive at this? Other than showing your prejudice or your mm. discrimination towards mm. me, not substantiated by or backed by any data. Mm. So I said that is very bad. I mean, I I made him feel pretty miserable about himself. Yes, you know? yes, he deserves. Even it. if you have both hands, you still can get into an accident, right? Yeah, exactly. In fact, no, no. You, the data you have for all the, the daily accident are about people with hands. Mm. So mm. technically, you should stop giving them licenses. <laughs> so I. So anyhow, so finally, uh, now there was a sort of a status quo for a long mm. time. They could not reject me. but at the same time they had they seem to have no way of actually issuing a license on their own initiative uh, the rt was not receiving my call whenever i called but it was nice of them they would always extend my learners mm-hmm. license so they kind of mm-hmm. knew that i'm driving around <laughs> on a learners license okay so they, so that was like a mutual understanding i said fine so in the meantime i had a chance meeting with uh, mr nitin gadkari who is the transport minister okay he happened to come to indore and i went and met him and i explained uh, my condition to him and he was very considerate he said like you know give us some time we are working on something you know things like that and he showed me that we'll do something about it then september 2016 all of a sudden i get a call from the uh, rto the officer i mean the same guy who was avoiding my calls you know and i was <laughs> i was shocked like why is he calling me now look who's calling you <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I I spoke to him and he asked, like, you know, what is the status of your uh, learner's license? I said, sir, you renewed it a few months mm-hmm. back. So he said, like, uh, well, you why don't you come to the office tomorrow? We are issuing you your permanent license. Okay. So, so you didn't have any test or anything? Sorry, I skipped that part. They thought, okay, let's let's see how he drives. Okay. In a sense, so we. so they actually took me to a special track in fact you know they took me to a heavy vehicle track you know that is meant for truck drivers okay. it's a more mm-hmm. challenging obviously the the authorities like you know four of them will get into my car so there are five people in this cramped car like mm-hmm. you know, which is like a small car <laughs> but there are five people sitting in it okay. including mm-hmm. me and they would pull out their phone cameras and they're also recording like you know they're waiting for one single wrong move that i make mm-hmm. so mm. can you, you can you can't imagine the kind of pressure yeah, that okay, uh, yeah, one yeah. was under but i could somehow no not somehow again i as i pointed out earlier it's been 44 years so i'm used to absorbing such pressure i'm used to people looking at me i don't get nervous when people are looking at me mm-hmm. you know in fact i take that as an i convert that into an energy for myself okay. i again i managed to drive so well mm. you know uh, whether it was going up the mound and they made me stop halfway and then start again they wanted to see if i roll back all the way you know mm-hmm. when you're driving uphill okay. so they pretty much you know and i like i said i find it very uh, amusing i i it's almost like i'm playing a game so i'm like having fun so finally that you know that status quo arrived because they realized that this guy is driving so good that they can't reject <laughs> yeah. reject me on driving yeah. you know? so finally as i said that uh, 2016 september i get a call that uh, 
you know, we are giving you the permanent license and obviously Yay. I'm ecstatic <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I'm happy and uh, at the same time, a little sad mm-hmm. because I had expected this battle to be long drawn, you know, mm-hmm. since I was, you feel like, what am I going to do from tomorrow? <laughs> You've taken my struggle away, like, you the know, that was my, yeah, the war is over. It's like, how can that be possible? No, no, we need to fight some more. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not ready for this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not ready for So I asked him what happened. Like, I said, what happened, sir? <laughs> so he said, we received certain circulars and orders from Ministry of Transport Delhi. And they're not specifically for you. They are for the community at large. Okay. So this actually gives us the power like the power to give you a permanent license. Mm-hmm. That's how the license was issued. So, and in the meantime, you can say one initiated an amendment also in the Motor Vehicle Act, which has now made impossible for uh, all the differently able people to get a license. I'm not saying they're getting it, but it makes it possible now. It's at least now there is obviously a precedence that is being and the rules have been now altered, uh, amended to make it easier. Do you know like how many more people got the license after you? Right now, 16 people across the country have uh, been issued a license, at least through my intervention. And there are still about, uh, I would say, good uh, 10-12 people who are uh, in contact with me. When you were born, you were born with arms, right? Uh, Like anyone else. And later, when you were 7 years old, got amputated. So how was the transition like? Uh, You could do all the activities. Obviously, it would be very hard, right? I guess kids don't really have much of their own reaction. They react as per their parents' reaction. Okay. You yes. know, everything is like if the parents react in a uh, negative manner, naturally that has a negative impact on the child. I really was unaware of the gravity of the situation because my parents, especially my mother, mm-hmm. underplayed the whole situation to such an extent that I actually felt that nothing great or nothing bad has happened to me. Mm-hmm. They never cried or there was no melodrama there was no like you know how life has come to an end and what we're going to marry him yeah. or who's, what future will he have or, you know, they never was, gave up no, on you no, they, <laughs> they treated no they did not give up on me and in front of me you know while I was in the hospital also if anybody came to visit me also they were briefed that you know no crying okay. no emotions okay. in front of the okay. Crowd. okay. Mm-hmm. so for me everything seemed quite I would say normal no. Yes. It's only when, uh, obviously, I had bandages on my hands and it was painful and I had to get a lot of injections. Mm. But at the same time, I was kept in a very, uh, I would say, in a, a happy kind of a bubble or whatever it was. Your parents played a very important role. Like Yes, of course. If it's not for them, I don't think it will be so easy. easy. Exactly. Mm. See, now, I mean, now you can see, now you kind of put yourself in my shoes <laughs> and you're like, obviously, this is how it is. Like, you know. Okay, had it been like, say, 12 years or th- maybe beyond, like, you know, that's when things get a little yeah, tough. Yeah. So it's, I guess, uh, times have changed now. You know, again, this all this electronic media and the exposure has made uh, people stronger, maybe, and more knowledgeable. And- so everything turned out to be pretty well, like, so far. Yeah, yes, so good. Yes, yes, <laughs> all yes. is well. All is well, okay. exactly. Uh, now let's talk about your organization, your NGO, right? Winners in life. <laughs> <laughs> Winners in life. That is uh, the brand. Yeah. In fact, that's my brand. Actually, that is not the uh, name of the uh, society that we had registered. Mm-hmm. 
the name of the society that we had registered was is Vital Spark Welfare Society. Okay. Mm-hmm. And initially, the objectives and the mission was just I would say pure motivation because I was being invited to actually address, talk to students, and like in colleges, in schools, mm-hmm. and you know because of not. Uh, driving because in 2014 i hadn't started driving okay so it was because of my other activities as mm-hmm. i had mentioned earlier because of my swimming and football mm-hmm. and gymming and i mean the general uh, optimism or uh, you know the positive Outlook attitude for life, yeah. <laughs> so i decided like is why don't i do it in a more organized and uh, something that is more i would say um, sort of long term also okay so that's how mm-hmm. that's when i decided to register this ngo but then of course over the years the boundaries and the dimension of the organization has changed quite a bit we are now into a lot of other sort of motivational activities like you know even having uh, training sessions and stuff like that okay i mean we have a team i have a team and it's not that i conduct all the sessions we have professional trainers sort mm-hmm. of who are part of my team so we do that for corporates and you know things like yeah. that and of course my ultimate vision or aim is actually to have an institute in indore which would be more of you suggested earlier it's more of sharing of knowledge and experience firstly okay so mm-hmm. i would obviously be one of the people who would be sharing all the knowledge and experience that i have uh, accumulated over the years which includes of course driving so if somebody wants to learn how to drive with their feet i'm going to teach that and of course i believe that people should always share their knowledge yeah <laughs> whether you're mm-hmm. challenged or not irrespective you know after a certain age i think you should pass on your uh, ex- knowledge and experience to you know others yeah so the, i believe in like a lot of direct how do i say contact with people in the sense not just talking about stuff but actually helping them so this institute is going to be a, it's a residential course kind of a thing it will be like you know people will come basically from rural and tribal belt i mean uh, uh, and they will stay with us i mean i'm talking about different i mean i'm talking about physically challenged people Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. So they will come and stay with us for three months. Mm-hmm. We will be uh, imparting skill development, vocational training, kind of, uh, and uh, counseling work. And of course, the unique part will be a sports academy. Oh, sports. Oh, okay. So that is what I'm working towards. In fact, we've already come up with a project report because it is going to be a relatively big project. So um, I read. Uh, in that article that uh, talking to you is an inspiration or lifetime experience <laughs> so yeah. i guess that's true <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so much you have a very different way of looking at life it's so positive just seeing you like what are we doing with our lives we have a lot more to do <laughs> I suppose you know I have that effect on people. I, yeah. I, I think I may, I force them to question uh, their own uh, existence. <laughs> existence. But, but at the same time, you know, I've had actually, you know, it's it's happened to me where people, you know, it's for me it's very humbling when people come up to me and tell me how either I've added like years to their lives just you know by just 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 talking to me or just me just spending some time with me. You just spread positivity all out. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anyhow, keep in touch and I would obviously like to uh, wish both of you all the success and all the best for all your, you know, future endeavors and I pray that you guys become very successful and uh, or or let's Thank say you. all your wishes Thank come you. true. I mean, all your dreams, all your wishes come. True. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank yes. you so much. Like I can't thank you enough. 
Uh, and like, uh, can you tell us? Uh, where, no, the others can contact you. The people who are listening yes. to it. Yes, uh, actually, now see, I I do have a website by the name of you know Vikram uh, Agnihotri One Word dot com. So that has all the contact details on the website, and obviously, people can get to know a little more about me through the website. So Vikram Agnihotri is just a Google search away. <laughs> yes. Thank yeah. You so much. It was a pleasure talking to you. Showed right. Thank Take you care. so much. Bye bye. Yeah, bye bye. Thank you. So, if you want to have a conversation with us, you know, just call us. We'll chill. We have an Instagram page of the same name. You are sincere to life. DM us or email us. So, hoping to talk to you all soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>